The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. As South Africa looks to recover from the devastating effects of COVID-19 has had on the economy, the government's economic turnaround plan involves using transformation to pivot the country's fiscal growth. A great deal of assistance will go towards small enterprises that are predominantly black-owned and that require financial support. However, where the previous focus was on training and absorbing candidates into the work system by sponsoring organizations to train people. The latest push will be to create sustainable SMMEs through utilization and enterprise supply development ESD plan. Our next guest suggests that a greater emphasis is being placed on sponsor organizations moving towards creating reliable suppliers that will feed into their supply chain, thereby empowering them to become the next generation of employers. For the most part, sounds good, but there's always devil in the detail. And to unpack all of that, Ms. Roxanne Demata Gonzalez, who's the Transformation Specialist at Strategy Labor Solutions. Ma'am, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Please confirm, have I pronounced your surname correctly? If not, kindly correct it. Live on air. Hi, Sungay, so it's actually Gonzalez. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much indeed. Let's talk about the importance of, first of all, incubation of your smaller businesses, why smaller businesses are required to thrive, why it is important for small businesses to thrive, not just for generating employment, but also for big businesses themselves to be sustainable. Good question from Gezo. I think, if anything, after COVID, there's been a valuable lesson in that uh, both individuals and businesses alike cannot afford um, to function in the realm of operating and surviving from month to month. Um, And transformation, as we have it, has been designed specifically to uplift and empower small and medium-sized enterprises. And organizations, especially multinationals and large corporations, um, are compelled by the legislation to actually uplift those uh, small organizations that sustain them within their communities. Talking about that, communities, what, if any, should be the stake that communities should have in businesses? I'm talking about in a more formalized sense now. Communities oftentimes keep businesses afloat, be it in a feast or a famine. When we're talking about businesses investing in those communities, many might dismiss it as CSI, which is no more than just a way of just keeping the nuisance out and the taxmen at bay and government happy. But really, to what extent should businesses always bear in mind that they exist because of communities? How can businesses better invest in communities and better get a, and how can communities get a, get a better stake in businesses, if that makes any sense? I think, Songhezo, the first thing would be to have a better understanding around the legislation and how transformation should, in fact, be utilized to uplift and empower those in communities. Um, The scorecard has been cleverly designed in that if organizations uh, that are sponsoring those that um, support them, like small, medium-sized enterprises, they will get recognition within their scorecard, not only through... um, allowing them the opportunity to receive donations to become sustainable and build infrastructure. Um, You know, there's there's better opportunities and and still being able to recognize and contribute towards their scorecard to things 
that are far more valuable than just cash that dissipates quite quickly. Um, Sponsoring organizations have access to relationships and networks um, that generally small, medium-sized enterprises do not have. So to just leverage all those relationships and, and, and furnish them with an introduction, um, the sponsoring organization can claim for that time in terms of mentorship and coaching those small organizations into sustainability. They can also share different resources such as time and attendance through their own employees and expertise that they are already sponsoring and paying for their own infrastructure. But even more so, Let's go beyond the fact that Mm. there are points in recognition in terms of um, growing the organization, giving them a donation in terms of becoming um, a a sustainable business. The minute we develop an ongoing relationship with this small enterprise, if it is a correctly structured enterprise, there's, there's more recognition to be had in having this relationship with a small enterprise, in terms of if we can provide proof that this uh, SMME has actually seen growth in their organization, if they can provide proof that they're able to have um, created jobs, for instance, Mm. there can be enhanced recognition for the sponsoring organization. So it should not be just the mentality of giving the small black enterprise a handout and saying thank you very much, be on your way, but more so creating a medium and long-term relationship by um, taking those, those organizations onto their procurement list and using them as ongoing suppliers and having that relationship with that organization and giving them the expertise and the mentorship and the opportunity to formulate relationships with the stakeholders that these large organizations have worked so hard to keep um, mm. as alliances themselves. That's how they are sustaining themselves and surviving through, through pandemics. And that's important because you can almost diversify your portfolio of products or services if you incubate and develop because just because you are there in that mentorship capacity, it doesn't mean the only thing those SMMEs would only ever do is what you do in the context of this mentorship relationship, but rather you're giving them the tools to think laterally. You're giving them the space to be even more creative. And with time, depending on how strong that relationship is, they might be more useful to you as the big player, so to speak, than you might have anticipated because now... They've got their systems in place and you can unleash innovation and creativity within them. And so, as I've said, diversify your portfolio in terms of goods and services offered. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Many multinationals actually utilize localized footprints to be able to diversify their portfolio and their service offering, like you've mentioned. Um, Very often multinationals are um, a little bit more cumbersome in terms of, um, you know, bureaucracy and red tape, and they're not as agile and innovative as smaller arms that they can have locally placed in terms of having a complementary service um, that can, you know, kind of complement their primary product or service that they offer themselves. Speaking on that, do you, in your experience, think we have done enough as a nation 
to use the CETAs that are already existing from a skills development perspective, certainly. I'm slightly digressing from an SMME perspective, but at the same time, these SMMEs as well as these multinationals are manned by individuals, individuals ostensibly with skills. And I'm questioning now if whether or not South Africa has optimized its CETA infrastructure for that purpose. Actually, Songhezo, they're very closely related. Um, if we look at the scorecard, um, I mean, that's both investment and its people in that we are getting enhanced recognition and something that we're paying for on a trade exchange. So if we look at whether it's the people we employ within our organization or the, the people that are employed in organizations that support us through our procurement and our suppliers, those people all qualify for, for skills development and training mm. like, like you've identified. Um, in terms of CETAs, I feel that um, it's definitely a challenge to, to be engaging with the CETAs at the moment because they too are, are um, challenged with remote working, um, limited um, employees on, on site, so therefore it's created a bit of a backlog. Um, the government has been very forthcoming in terms of providing funding. However, again, it becomes a very administrative, cumbersome and, and, and slow process to be able to um, submit and, and you know, comply with all the administration around that if you're doing it in your own right. If you use the expertise through a consulting company like Strategy Labor Solutions, it becomes a little bit more um, streamlined in that the relationships are already there and we're dealing with and these client liaison officers in the masses. So we sit with them regularly and we deal with portfolios of clients in, in bulk. Um, so whilst there are still challenges, there are definitely opportunities to be able to apply for more funding. In so doing that, there are also tax incentives that are directly linked to those funding opportunities that organizations should definitely take um an opportunity to take advantage of that because in so doing that, that will increase their net profit. And the minute we have um, an increased net profit, then of course there's more funds available to be able to transform the company even further. And ultimately, transformation translates directly into innovation. And what quicker way to translate innovation to profit? I'm going to ask one final question because Edward funding is always a conversation starter, particularly among SMMEs. Do we have a coordinated approach for those who need the funding, know exactly when and how to access that funding, and those who provide the funding, are they empowered enough to get rid of that red tape that oftentimes is the bane for entrepreneurs being successful? Sangezo, in general, I would have to say probably not. I think um, those organizations that work closely with consultants and consultants that are specialists in their fields are, on, are generally the ones that are successful. Um, unfortunately, the general SMME does not have the know-how and the understanding around the legislation, and they get um, overwhelmed by the, you know, the red tape and the applications and so on. So they unfortunately lose out on the opportunity that are presented to them. So my suggestion is always to partner with a specialist consultant that is able to assist in this regard. Um, and, and definitely for these SMEs that are looking for opportunities, 
we need to be a little bit more innovative in our approach in that there are many SMEs knocking on on um, large corporations' doors looking for handouts, hand excuse me. So they need to um, sharpen their pencils in that they should conduct a proper due diligence on their business, um, present a plan that has been well thought out, that has a certain value add and offering to the sponsoring organization. And their mindset needs to be that of an organization that is there to serve and provide value um, before they come and ask for sponsorship. Because, of course, the, the relationship has to be mutually beneficial. Otherwise, the relationship will cease to exist between these organizations. The idea is to create long-term sustainability. Fantastic. Let's leave it there. Ms. Roxanne Demata consults Transformation Specialist at Strategy Labour Solutions, giving us a sense as to what is required to get in corporates to mentor SMMEs and, of course, the great benefits for both parties alike, SMMEs as well as the corporates in that realm. After this break, we go on to the Very Host Academy discussion, as always, on a Wednesday at this time.